on WV Descend. Uh, so there's a rope coming off of the pod he was on. You cannot descend from the top of your mobile station. The loose cable you gather up and tie together is not yet long enough to allow you to reach the ground safely. You've used all the cable you can find. You'll have to come up with another plan. Oh no, Molly, the sense man. I know. WV. Sacrifice your mayoral sash for more cables. Absolutely not! What are you, crazy? A mayor does not relinquish his mayoral sash under any circumstances ever, period. I like that he immediately gained a monocle and top hat fully yeah. drawn in. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's flipping his head around and it says, no way. <laughs> uh, oh god, this one. WV, purify the temple. That's such a dumb idea. Not as dumb as using your sash, but it comes close. That temple's way too big. You'd probably just end up a purifying a chunk of useless, boring rock. Or, you know, a purifying something and then, like, killing himself with it. Yeah, or it's squishing him or something. Yeah, maybe not. Next. Wait, what's that? There's something dangling from the top of one of the towers near the temple. That looks like... The little bit coming off of, uh... Jade's house? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Hmm. Hmm. WV, command Serenity to carry the rope to you. She's a tiny insect and cannot possibly lift more than the weight of a pumpkin seed. She does, however, inform you that the ledge contains, through a series of informative blinks, there's an old rusty harpoon lodge in the crumbling rock. Tied to it is a bunch of jumble of handy cable. This strikes you as convenient. It's almost as if somebody knew you would need a bunch of cable, and that you would have a mayoral sash made out of cable, and that you're particularly attached to that mayoral sash would stubbornly refuse to use it. <laughs> Anyone who knew that much would surely possess a special gift. Alas, it seems a bit far-fetched. You know... Yeah, is, that doesn't seem right. No, and you know... I will say, however, that... So, Jade owns a spear gun, but I can imagine a harpoon gun also being part of an arsenal at some point. I mean, she has this gun. We've seen this harpoon. It looks a bit different than the spear gun. I suppose that's fair, actually, yeah. Because I mean, the harpoon isn't necessarily spear. Like, harpoons are usually bigger than spears. That's very like, true. That's very true. She does have a spear gun. Maybe a harpoon could, gun. I, I, can, I can easily see maybe, like, her retrofitting it to fire a harpoon of some sort as well. Sure. WV, get your rope. Okay, we just established it was a cable and not a rope, but that's okay. You take a swig from one of your delicious pawns you put down, and you quickly adjust the coordinates to appear by the jumble of handy cable. That's kind of fucked up just drinking a pawn. Just like. Well, he's drinking his tab. I know, but it's still just like the way he refers to the chess game. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But just like, it's still fucked up. A little bit. Next. He appearifies. John's present to Jade. Uh. Uh. I was actually gonna say that out loud until I saw that be- being the text. I was like, wait. Uh huh. <laughs> Next. There's a note on it that says, To Mr. Mayor! And it has a drawing of WV and a heart on it. Uh... Oh, of course. The time wasn't set to the present moment. Somehow it got reset to a few hundred years ago. And it's some sort of present from the past, 
in the present. Attached is an envelope. It looks extremely important. Well, I guess we've now confirmed that, like, WD is currently in a place, like, several hundred years in the future. Would you say it was 413 years in the future? Oh, God. Yeah, okay, that's one way of putting it. All right, sure. God damn you, Mm -hmm. hussy. Molly, I saw something recently that made me see 413 in the world. I went, I hate this. (laughs) You're going to start seeing it everywhere for the record. I actually turned to... Turn to the side, like turn downward, and sit under my breath. I hate this. <laughs> Next, you open the envelope. Inside is a letter and another envelope. This is all highly confusing, and you don't know what to make of it. Still, it's obviously critical mayoral business, which you take very seriously, and you will defend this package with your life. <laughs> WV, try to purify the cable again. You set the time to the present and to purify the jumble of cable. Wait, we didn't actually see what did he try to purify beforehand. Then. He was trying to purify the cable beforehand. Uh, but he set the thing to the wrong time. So... So wait. 413 years before, in the same place the Ice. rope was, was yeah, the package. The... Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, in a weird way. WV, take obvious course of action. Uh, So we set the rope. You tie all the cable and carefully lower your precious pumpkin bindle. You then (laughs) rappel down the station with the package, which must not leave your side. I like that he's taking care of it. Like, uh, whoops, didn't mean... Okay, but okay, I guess I'll I'll just keep hold of this just in case. this is mine now. Yeah, well, it has his name on it, so... Well, we also don't know what is in the envelope. Right. Yeah. Um, Years in the future. Which is to say, the present moment precisely. Um. There is a crosshair trained on WV. And we don't know anyone who uses a rifle or anything. No. No, not not whatsoever. Uh Uh-uh. Next. We see up in the temple, there's something yellow in the archway. Next. Oh. Somebody like WV in yellow with uh, a... I guess it would be a scope, basically. Yeah, that looks like a rifle scope, actually. Yeah. Next. He looks, and PM's uh, flying vehicle is on its way in. This feels like a gathering of sorts. Hmm. Next. An aimless renegade prepares for company. Let's click on that. So if we click that, we see (gasps) a man wrapped in caution tape with a very large rifle. That looks like a modified AK with forward grip and fucking flashlight. It probably is. Is that an... Yeah, it's an AK with a banana clip and everything. Banana magazine, I should say. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, you form a gun nerd. God damn it. God, Jules. Listen, it's called a magazine, not a clip. A very many interests. It's called a magazine, not a clip. A clip is what you put into old-fashioned, like, semi-automatic rifles, like, from World War II. Those are the exposed bullets, basically. Yeah, like, it's a a simple, like, uh, rectangular casing 
couple like exposed bolts, like probably six or so, that you insert into it. You basically think can uh, bolt action into a bolt action rifle. You can then fire like a semi-automatic rifle, and once you're done with the clip, it then ejects. It toasters itself. out. Yeah, it toasters out, and then yep. you like loaded a new one. Magazines. Listen, I played Call of Duty too. Okay, good. Just double checking. Like, yeah. Well, have you seen Band of Brothers or anything like that? You understand that's a clip. absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Banner Brothers is a pretty good show, Molly. Um, probably not your thing, but good show I'd recommend to people in general. Um, magazine is different, because that whole thing is entirely encased, and it does not eject itself, and you also have to manually load it in as well. Okay. Yeah, you got to pull the firing handle and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Listen, if Matt was here, like, he'd totally get this. Like, we... <laughs> I, I mean, like, I get it. <laughs> There's definitely a modified AK because it's got a modern stock as well as a modern forward, like, um, not grip. Like, it, I'm, I'm stopping myself. I'm, cl- <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Rose, build as much as you can as fast as you can. So she's added quite a few platforms. Oh boy, this is Sims gone wrong real bad, real quick. Yeah. <gasps> uh, I'll be Rose. Okay. Oh, okay. While I make some stuff here, can you keep an eye out for imps? Just keep this safe or tub handy or something. It'll serve them right for trashing my posters. I keep telling you, the posters were always like that. And I keep telling you, ha ha, very funny. Here, look. Uh, and we see a couple screenshots from Rose's FAQ that she had previously posted. And sure enough, in the background, all well, of that stuff is there. Yeah, I, I saw those, but they don't look like that before. You must have changed them. Even if I had the motive for such a bizarre and pointless deception, where would I find the time? I don't even have Photoshop. Why didn't you tell me they were there? I had no reason to think you were not aware of them. I thought they were strange, certainly, but was not struck by any particular impulse to discuss them. Okay, it still doesn't make any sense, though. Implying that I drew them a while ago and then forgot and couldn't see them and now suddenly see them. That's stupid. What would that even mean? What would that even mean, John? What would that even mean, John? Next. (laughs) Uh, so, he's standing in front of the alchemeter. Still pestering. It looks like you were in your father's room recently. Yeah. And how did it make you feel to discover what was in there? Oh, no, I just realized. You've got to psychotherapify me. What the bother? Maybe I'm just being a friend? Maybe. I suspiciously. Anyway, I guess you saw what's in there. It's boring and there's not even much to see. That doesn't matter. What matters is how seeing it affected you. I think it clearly has in some way. Well, I don't know. At first I was nervous to go in and find more of his weird clowns, because of course they're stupid and I hate them a lot. But then I didn't, like, see any. It was weird. I felt weirdly, like, disappointed almost. Is it fair to say this changed your perception of your father? Yeah, I I guess. Is it such a stretch to conclude it changed your perception of other things as well? No, maybe not. What are you getting at? It sounds like you're trying to say I'm crazy. 
I'm really curious hmm. now what the rest of the house looks like on the inside. Yeah. Because... It feels like seeing his dad's room has kind of broken some sort of, like, just... Some not illusion. Some barrier he had. Yeah, just like... Yeah, like Rose said, just his sheer perception of everything around him has sort of changed. Yeah. Which is also a good, like, allegory for growing up and when you actually become a teenager and just, like, start realizing some things around you. Right. Uh, John, alchemize. <laughs> he makes a wizard hat with bunny ears. I mean, that's better than the useless jetpack. That's true. I don't like to use the word crazy. Oh, God. See, this is therapy bullshit. That was a joke. But anyway, whether it means you are crazy or not, consider this theory. Your presumably long-standing tendency for scrolling this imagery is really your subconscious trying to express something disturbing within you. Possibly something from your past, which you have blocked out. And since you have suppressed it, your conscious self cannot acknowledge the drawings, therefore, they have been invisible until now. Why now? Perhaps because you have seen evidence that conflicts with the worldview your subconscious has constructed to obfuscate the truth. That your dad is not necessarily the clown-loving maniac you thought he was. All along, this negative attribute buried in your psyche may have been projected onto him and subsequently reviled as a sort of defense mechanism. But this is absurd. My dad loves these shitty clowns. He's got all these statues and paintings everywhere. Is it unthinkable that over the years it was he who believed you were the one with the passion for clowns because of all the strange drawings in your room? A father that embraces a son's hobby to establish a stronger bond? Or wages a campaign of passive-aggressive mockery of your interests. Either is plausible. I don't know your dad that well. I don't know. I'm not sure about all this. But I think we need to stop and acknowledge the bunny sassacre fedora I just made. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do appreciate that you know, Hussey at least is able to show that Rose might also be somehow projecting a bit of herself onto John to some degree because you oh, can't absolutely. help like you can't help but do that because only you have ever have a like honest perspective about yourself not anyone else yeah so but she seems to kind of have hit the nail on the head yeah it seems like it because that's totally what a like a good dad like John's dad would do or like a good parent in general like yes He just wants to, like, understand what John likes and is doing stuff to do that. And, like, it's that thing as well when sometimes parents see something that you might have drawn or did something years ago and they still think you're into it. Right. And not out of any... Without ever talking to you about it either. Yeah, because especially when you're, you know, growing up past the age of a child, even though you're still technically one, to the point where you're a preteen slash teen now, it's not that you don't want to talk to your parents, that, you know, parents are also busy, and they can't always talk with you, and they have to work on these assumptions to some degree, and they can draw incorrect conclusions a lot of the time, and they don't want to talk with you about it because 
you might also put up this aura that you're embarrassed to talk to your parents a lot about stuff. Right. So, yeah, no, it's... Honestly, I've had so many of these incursions with my own mum that that's why we actually talk about everything now. Because yeah. you have to, otherwise, yeah, these... It's much better that way. Yeah, th- this confusion keeps, like, piling up to the point where, oh, you just, like, you don't know each other at that point. Yeah. Next. That's a lot of imps. Oh my god, that's so many imps, Molly. And some big ones, too. It's There's five big imps on the screen, and the bottom of the house is flooded with regular imps. I do like that we can see John is wearing the bunny Sasuke fedora. Yep. Because of course he is. He made it. <laughs> he made it. It's his. Mm-hmm. Wow, what are you doing, by the way? Rose, sorry to say this, but this is all looking kind of silly. I'm trying to spread the upward construction around so there's a more substantial foundation for later on. But I'm starting to wonder if it will be strong enough. It's kind of starting to wobble a little. I don't think brick chimneys were meant to serve this architectural purpose. Yeah, no shit! I might have to adopt a different building strategy. Stick to more load-bearing walls and blockier shapes, especially since grist has been easy to come by lately. Okay, but you really must be running low on time by now, right? Right. Strider! Ah, <laughs> uh, Dave needs to help Rose. Dave needs to help Rose. <laughs> uh, Jade, dream up extra arms and play advanced bass solo. Ooh, new loading screen. She does that. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, we see Jade with five arms playing her very fancy bass. This is adorable. Uh, uh, oh, wait. And we see Beck on top of the house, and there's Jadebot doing the same thing in real life. Which makes sense, because Jadebot would have the ability to actually have different mechanical arms and sub-arms. Uh, if you haven't noticed, this is our ending theme. It is! Uh, I we can see speakers why it playing, is. and all of the plants are bouncing and dancing. Well, this is very uh, cute. It's very cute. And we see Jade is in another one of those orbs. Oh. On a golden tower. Um. On a golden planet? Connected by towers. a chain. Yeah. To a bigger golden planet called Prospit. What? And that is orbiting a giant blue planet with a spirograph in the middle. It's Skya. Remember? Yeah, no, I do. I'm just kind of absorbing all of this. Let me see. Let me see if I can find this for you. I just... Uh, oh boy, okay. 
So that's a whole thing. To say the very least. Hang on, I'm trying to find a panel for you. Sure. Remember this? Fuck. WV kind of drew this already, didn't he? Fuck. You've decided that very closely orbiting your city is a luminous planet which orbits around a single moon. Or excuse me, about which orbits a single moon. Uh, okay. What? A couple pages later, he also drew a purple one. He did. Hmm. Uh, and to be clear, Prospit, the, the larger part, has another spot with four towers, each of which has an orb. Yeah, I saw that part as well. That... There are four kids. Molly. Yeah? I like Homestuck. Yeah? This is cool. It's pretty fucking good, right? This is actually kind of cool. It's really cool, Jules. Why isn't this an anime that I can share with my boyfriend? <laughs> Because he, he, he well, eats this shit up as a, reading it. No, no, no. You see, this needs to be like this in this format. He will not give a shit, even if we read it together. It needs to be consumed as an anime of or like or as a book. But sure. it doesn't work in any of the other format. That's actually the unique thing. Fuck. Yep. This is really cool. It's very cool. Jade, change wardrobe to cycle through Star Heart Horseshoe. Okay, good idea. You leave the moon in the cycle, though, because you like it. Yeah, so no, she's it's a cute. Star Heart Horseshoe Moon on her shirt. Aww. Okay, Molly, like, I, I already got why you like Jade, Molly, even without knowing too much about her, but now I really get it. <laughs> uh huh. I'm not going to try and take her away from you, though. It's like, she's your child. Like You absolutely cannot. That's the if rules. I di- if I did, uh, yeah, I <laughs> I would just be, say, a Vex, and you would be your destiny hunter. Let's put it that way. <laughs> On it- your next run, you can read Jade. <laughs> I don't think I will have a next run. Who else is there to read Homestuck to? Oh, there's plenty. I know, but like, hmm. Anyway. Uh, Jade, go explore the Golden City. She goes floats out of the tower. Next. Oh, I was kind of hurting my head. Wait a second. So, that... So, John's dad is on the purple planet. There you go. Fuck. So, that means... John is currently in that place. Like, not on the planet necessarily, but in that black inky void surrounding it. Well, we don't really know where John is. He's well, at actually, his house on a big spire. That's what I we guess know. That's, I guess that's true. The imps could have taken John's dad and immediately like, teleported somewhere. Yeah. Huh. 
Well, we only know that place as, like, ostensibly the Dark Kingdom. Yeah, it's called the Dark Kingdom as we know it so far. Okay, cool. It has a name. Yeah. Next. Uh, <laughs> so we see a shot of Jadebot floating down. Okay, so basically going to equip, it like, mirrors red... her movements. Yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. Uh, next. Uh, so we see in the background some people. Who look like white and blue holoquins and wizards. Yeah. Huh. Jade, go and make a new friend. Uh, she floats down and we see somebody sitting on a tower. Okay, I'm just gonna say, this is really cool fantasy imagery of a, a moon planet being chained to another larger planet right? that's orbiting a bigger planet. It's fucking rad. Like, that's the thing that I find so cool about we've seen in sci-fi and now that we actually know is real with that new system Trappist of, like, the fact that there are planets that you can see just in your fucking sky if you live on on the other planets in the system. Yes. That's always been the coolest thing to me that I wish it's we had. It's fucking dope. Like, man! That's fucking rad. Next. So, Jade sees somebody. Uh, uh, they look up at her. Is this Peregrine Medicant? Or is someone this the that Peregrine looks, Medicant? Or someone who looks a lot like them. Yeah. Well, this now explains how there are both white and black beings... Because I'm yes. guessing the black one, the you know, the black beings uh, come from uh, the Dark Kingdom, and these ones come from Prospect. Yeah. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. No, like that's a suitable basis and foundation yeah. for my like assumptions. Absolutely. Next. Jadebot looks down and sees Becquerel. Those are some giant water lilies. I forgot how big they are. They are enormous. Yeah, like they're they're bigger than honestly the orb. That Beck mm-hmm. is, like, standing on. Uh, next. Oh. And we see a shot of PM who has landed. And now we get a zoomed out shot. There's the Frog Temple and a large chasm. Uh, and WV's thing. And there is a, a tower between them. And there's also a broken tower off to the side. So that first shot... Someone has overlaid those three shots, right? Like, because that perfectly lines up pretty much. It's pretty close. Yeah, like, in terms of not necessarily exact perspective, but, like, Jade is looking down. She sees someone who looks very much like the Peregrine Medicant, yep. uh, like, in, in pro- on, you know, within Prospect. And Jadebot looks down, sees Beck standing on a stone orb, Essentially, you know, within the fucking huge, like, ocean, lake, whatever. And then... The lagoon. The lagoon. And now, ostensibly, in the future, I imagine, we now see in the desert, which this place most likely has become, the fucking stone orb is actually part of a huge tower with the harpoon stuck in it, and Peregrine Medicant is there herself. Yep. Things are colliding, but not in the way I expected them to. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a pretty good summation of Homestuck. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. WV, eat letter and envelope, you idiot. Will you cut that out? You have company. He's nibbling <laughs> on the paper. To, to be fair, it is green. Like It's green. It's, it's got green. green on it. 
I mean, I identify with this. You what? eat green stuff? You just see a green thing and you put it in your mouth? No. <laughs> what? Take it out of your mouth. I'm gonna put it this way, Molly. Uh-huh. I only buy green gum. That's fair. It's also the best flavor. Minty's good. Spe- uh, like Specifically spearmint. Uh, I like spearmint or wintergreen. I'll take either. I don't think we... we uh, you know what? I haven't, like... The last time I bought gum was when I first landed in uh, Detroit. Was it? Yeah. No, LA. Actually, LA, I... Wait, was it? No. Ah. Either way, when I first landed in America a few months ago, I bought gum, which then also fucking had the really cute drawing of the couple meeting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I still have the packet in front of me. I bet you do. You it's very important. Listen. <laughs> WV, look behind you. Uh, he turns. <laughs> we see PM turn back too. Mm-hmm. See? Over there. I forgot that PM has her little postman hat. Yeah. Oh, I just only had visceral memories of postman Pat as a kid. Oh, God. Did you this guys ever get Postman thing? Pat? Nope. Man, Postman Pat is a black and white cat. That's good shit right there. Okay. As a kid, I wanted to be Postman Pat so bad, but I didn't have a Postman hat or anything. So mm. I had, like, an old constable, like, kid's, like, helmet that I would wear. And then <laughs> okay. uh, I would ride around on a tricycle and, like, put, like, ripped open envelopes that we used already from our house in, like, other people's mailboxes. Yeah. And then my mom would be falling behind me, taking all those out. No. And then I had a weird fucking surreal moment later on in life when I was, like, a teenager, and I was, like, staying home from school sick, and then I just turned on the TV, and, oh, it was, like, daytime TV, hey, there's, oh, there's a new Postman Pat cartoon, that's cool, and then, uh, Postman Pat has, like, a family in that canonically, I was like, oh, that's interesting, cool, 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 whatever, I was curious, and Postman Pat's son had my same dead name. Oh my and I was god. like, and then he said that, and I actually was like freaked out for a moment, like, oh god, no, <laughs> oh no, a <laughs> fever t- dream. Is it time? <laughs> time to fulfill your destiny, Jules. <laughs> Jules, ascend. <laughs> <laughs> WV, read letter. Uh, we see uh, a, a picture from Jade. That describes the exact situation there is, and it says, Dear Mr. Mayor, go here. She straight and it up just points to PM. Yeah, she's just straight up drawn the like what he's looking at right now. The exact scene. That would really fuck you up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, just ignore all the actual fantasy science uh, science fiction bullshit surrounding this at the moment. Like, take away the context of the setting, but just have ima- like imagine, oh, I received a letter, that's weird and don't know who it's from, you open it inside of the drawing and you look up and that's exactly your point of view at the moment, like that's yeah. That oh god, that's that's cool and fucked up at the same time, again, homestuck in a yep. nutshell next <laughs> aww <laughs> uh, Jade has written give your present to PM go here, please do this the freedom of your people depends on it with, uh, let's see, probably 15 exclamation points. Yeah, something like that. 
so he walks to PM, or is looking at PM. PM reaches for a sword. And, and AR is yeah. looking down with his rifle. I'm also going to point out, uh, that's not a good long-range rifle. That's not really adequate for what he's Julie. doing at the moment. Listen, I'm just saying, like, maybe it's modified, but also, like, the, they have that 5.7.62, you know, NATO rounds, but I'm just saying. I'm also liking the fact that Jade is the sort of person <laughs> who doesn't dot her exclamation points. She draws a circle. Yep, she circles them. Because she's that girl, and that's adorable. Uh, she does that on her eyes, too. I just know, Yeah, that's very cute. I, also, <laughs> I kind of want to imagine that some of PM's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I give the mail. Yeah, that's my mail, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't give things to me, I give them to you. There is a dynamic here, sir. Next. <laughs> oh, and they start shooting at the mayor. Okay, now with this perspective, actually, that's an adequate range for that rifle. Okay. Listen, this is important to me, okay? Yep. Next. Just making him dance with mayor. Yep. So, <laughs> shoots, and there's a thing from Jade that points to a rock that says cover. I'm wondering if that is in the letter or if somehow WV is able to see that. I'm not sure. Uh, next. Oh, and now they're shooting at PM. I, I just had the thought, man, imagine, uh, like, Call of Duty-style FPS with a UI designed by Jade. <laughs> like, picture that. would be very good. <laughs> like, just, like, in, like, hearing in a voice, like, like with a, like, green arrow and, like, uh, circled exclamation point, cover, like, <laughs> reload. God. Man, like, the grenade warning is, like, a grenade, like, drawn by her with a smiley face on it. Like, that is absolutely what it would be. Uh, can we mod Call of Duty or something? Like, yes, we can. <laughs> we'll work on this. Next. Uh, and Jade has written hurry to PM. <laughs> so this is not in the letter, probably. Yeah, I'm guessing this is, like... What she's seeing and, like, trying to convey, maybe. Yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> and now they're sitting together behind a rock. This is a hell of a meet-cute. God. <laughs> uh, next. WV is Aww. very slowly scooting closer. <laughs> Oh, oh it's, okay, no, okay, that it loops. Um, WV, give present. Hooray! He does that, and there's a picture on it that says, To Miss Mail Lady. Oh, so that was the second envelope. That was the second envelope. Oh, Molly, this is adorable. <laughs> it is. Despite the whole, you know, being shot at by a fucking AK-wielding <laughs> another vagabond of some sort. Yep. I also mentioned, uh... Okay, you did say their name before, even though we hadn't gotten to it yet. Uh, Aimless Renegade? Oh, is that actually their name? I thought that was just a description. That's actually their name. Okay, sweet. A, cool name. B, them being wrapped in caution tape is a cool look. It's a good look. It's a good, like... uh, Give me that as a Destiny skin. Honestly? Yeah. 
That'd be dope. That'd be fucking dope. Black and yellow is a good goddamn color combination. It is. I mean, most things, most colors with black is like a really good combo. For, yeah. No, I'm not going to go into color theory. I already got into fucking we gun can't do theory. This. No, um, Jade, gracefully fly to the other golden tower. You decide to check on your neighbor's tower. Ooh, so she uh, floats over. Jade, inspect neighbor's tower. We look inside. Very blue. It's in the very inside. much the same as your own. The only difference is this one is home to a young boy instead of a young girl. You peer through the window. Um. Next. And there's Fuck. a sleeping John. John is, of course, sound asleep. It looks like he's having troubled dreams as usual. You can't disturb his slumber, though. He will wake up when he is ready. Holy shit! So he is sleeping in a bed with the ghost sheets. There is an imp doll on his bed, and all of the graffiti is still on the walls. I'm kind of flickering in and out now. Yep. I... Hold on. Sorry, my brain's recalibrating right now. Hold on. Like... You know, yeah. like the w- you know when you boot up your computer after it crashed, like the power went out, and like it's just currently like you know what are your options right now? Do you want to do a diagnostic check? Do you want to like run through the systems, or do you just want to start normally? Like I'm, I, fucking hold on, like I. So, like I get, uh, yeah. I don't. So, are you telling Ashley and Luke all about this? Uh, no, Ashley messaged me a mood board for Alex from Totally Spies. Okay, fu- fucking nice. Um, hold, but hold. yeah, here's John. So... What okay. do you make of this? Alright. So it seems like almost when... I'm not going to say all the kids, but, like, to some degree, maybe some of them, or all of them, or, like, not all the time, when they sleep and dream, they're on Prospect, and I'm actually figuring out, like, John does have an imp doll here, but I don't see why he would necessarily draw all of that graffiti on his own wall like that. Yeah, that's weird. That's still weird. Why like, would he do that? Why would he do that? Unless, you know, hey, I mean, <laughs> someone with, you know, depression, self-loathing, I get it. Yeah, hmm. That, would, that wouldn't be John, though. No, I um, He's so happy-go-lucky. Shit. That, okay. Uh-huh. So now, it's almost like now that John has turned 13 and... Like change his change his perspective of the world to some degree. He's now able to see things that are on prospect in his own world. Right. I mean, could be that. Next. This is a really easy way to keep getting answers. 
Speaking of John, you wonder if he got the birthday present you sent him. Or for that matter, if you even remember to send it. Darn, you get so confused sometimes. If only you had some system in place to help you remember stuff. <laughs> nice. Oh, I guess it almost feels like then this is like a separate consciousness, not entirely, well, not entirely separate, but somehow running parallel to Jade in her in the waking world. Well, also Jade's just forgetful. That's true, she could forget her own memory system that she has yeah. in place already. Also, yeah. yeah, Jade's package still fell into the void, didn't it? Sure did. Alright, next. Your moon is getting very close to Skya. You'd better go inside soon. It's never a very good idea to be outside during the eclipse. Maybe you could take the opportunity to log onto your computer and ask John about his present. You just know he'll think it's awesome, and it'll be a great way to thank him for the wonderful present he got you. Now I'm... I'm, Do I have to go back... I'm going to force myself to probably go back through previous pester logs to understand, like, when Jade might actually be pestering while on Prospect compared to when she's pestering in her own world. I would wait a bit. Yeah, no, like, I imagine... see if they go into it. Hint. I'm also now wondering... What is Jade's actual real-world circumstance? Because... It's always that question when, you know, when in fiction dreams are brought up as a separate world from ours of like, okay, is this actually the real one or which one's, like, is the other one real? Uh, yeah, who knows, really? This is, this is the old, you know, uh, Taoist, um, philosophy of when I sleep and dream, I dream of being a butterfly, and then when I sleep and dream as a butterfly, I wake up as a man. I wake up as a human, yeah. Yeah, like, I... Alrighty. I guess we'll see how this plays out. Uh, John, Alchemize a 1980s time-lapse montage. Fuck yeah. That would be pretty cool and would promote the appearance to the audience that a whole lot was going on, was getting done in not much time, but it also sounds like kind of a pain in the ass, so you decide to play it straight up this time. Rose has moved the alchemator back down to the deck while she reworks the building project up there. Just as well, because we'll save you a lot of legwork. Between this thing, the design and the lathe, that's a whole lot of scrambling around. Alright, John, recombine Hammer and Pogo Ride. So we see a lot of stuff here uh, about using the cards together to make stuff. Right. Um, so you punch it once, punch it again, and then you get the output. This time, instead of overlapping the two cards which created the pogo hammer, you use the two codes to double punch a blank card, producing a different hole pattern. The result is the hammerhead pogo ride. It doesn't look like it's as much fun as the original ride, but to be fair, it's probably a lot safer. Double-punching cards creates patterns with more holes rather than less holes by overlapping cards. This strikes you as a viable method for combining more than two items without whittling down to too few holes or too many. Just mix up the overlaps and double-punches and the sky's the limit. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you can start combining stuff this way. Like, in a way that is not... Like, it's just simply the way you combine that creates a different outcome rather than, like, having to use different things to create different things, necessarily. Yeah. So, like, the same two things can create something different. Yeah, depending on which way you punch them together, too. Yeah. John, combine ghost shirt and suit. You make the green slime ghost suit. Pretty swanky, but you're not completely satisfied with the wardrobe upgrade yet. John, combine ghost suit and wise guy book. You make the wise guy ghost slime suit. This is so much better. Seems there's lots of secret trickstery gimmicks concealed in- Oh shit, there go the cards! 
So John now has like a teal suit with a green slime on it and a green tie and a black inner shirt. That's uh, and so he has a bunch of cards coming out. That's so fucking cool. That's so fucking cool, Molly. It's very cool. Oh man! Also, I, I recognize his outfit, and I'm so happy now that I get to see Do how you? it came about. Yeah, I've seen this in art. Nice. Okay. Uh, John, combine glasses and PDA. Ooh. <laughs> you make the serious business goggles. It's a pretty nice hands-free communication solution, and it makes you look way cooler, like one of the kids from Spy Kids or something. <laughs> God, that was a good movie. Real spies, only smaller. I'm not gonna lie, Spy Kids, the f- like first one, is actually a good movie. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was, I don't know, 12, so. It's like really good. Alright. Also, that actually plays into John's character with the fact that the whole, like, crux, beginning crux of that movie is that these kids are told stories about their parents being international spies who are rivals who then like fell in love and cross enemy lines to be with each other yeah. and like they go yeah it's a nice tall tale it's a cute little fantasy it's not actually cute oh wait it is and like that plays with <laughs> John really well of yeah really wanting to believe his dad is this like trickster yeah the expectations about his parent yeah exactly like man that okay small thing I like it that's a good touch John, combine sledgehammer, telescope, and sassica text. You make a telescopic sassa crusher a pretty considerable expense. This thing could probably pound an ogre into crude burger. Of course, you have no hope of lifting it whatsoever. Oh, so he created a bloodborne weapon. Yeah, he made an enormous hammer. Yeah, it's, he, he made it's, the Kirk hammer. It's taller than him. Molly, have like, you seen the, the head? Ha- is have you seen the Kirk hammer from Bloodborne? I have, yes. I hate that apparently that weapon's not actually that effective mechanically. I mean, it's probably very slow. Yeah, but actually, do you know what my favorite thing for that game is I've read about is the fucking katana. Do you know I think how it's what Chris uses? Do you know how, what how it goes from light to heavy mode? Uh, you put it back in the sheath, right? <laughs> and then you draw it with two hands instead of one. Yep. <laughs> That's so fucking weeb, and I love it. It's good. <laughs> like, fucking... I'm gonna use... That's just... Man, that is some real good anime bullshit of, like, uh, how to use your blood katana. Like... <laughs> yes. Um, John, combine gushes and blue ectoplasm. You mix your gushers with some of the blue slime Nana left on the wall to make a box of hellacious blue phlegm aneurysm gushers with ghostly healing properties. These should be convenient, if somewhat unappetizing. Don't eat your uh, ghost nana's goo. And we see a box of fruit gushers with nana on them. Someone's made this is an actual thing to bring at a convention, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> John, combine fake arm, blue ectoplasm, and PDA. Ooh. You make the remote ghost <gasps> It looks like when you put on the special computer glove, it lets you control the big ghost slimy ghost hand. The ghost gauntlet appears to have considerably higher lift capacity than your own puny arms. Oh man, that's good thinking, John. And it's holding the big hammer. Like one-handed. Yup. Fuck. John is actually smaller than he seems. Well, we'll see how he fucks us up. <laughs> I, I said that yeah, and went, we no, wait, boy blunder. Wait Hold a minute. On. Hold like, a moment. John, combine Ghost Gauntlet and Bathroom Mirror. 
Uh, you make a left-handed remote ghost gauntlet to complete the pair, because you don't see why the hell not. And of course he's making spooky fingers. And the best part is that he made it with a mirror, so that's it made actually, the left hand. That's really clever. That's actually really clever. It is. John, combine umbrella and straight razor. You make the barber's best friend. <laughs> it suddenly seems worthwhile to nab that umbrella kind of strife specifist that's been lying in the study for a while. <laughs> This thing looks incredibly dangerous. He's creating toku weapons, Molly. <laughs> he is. Like, God. It's an umbrella, but it's, it's all made, made of knives. knives? <laughs> like, it's no longer an umbrella, it's just a fan fucking knife. Like. Yeah. He's making toku slash anime slash Gundam weapons. It'll slice you pretty good. Heck yeah. Uh, John, combine gushes and shaving cream. Ooh. You make a deadly Betty Crocker Barbasol bomb. Okay, nice. Be careful with that thing, Jesus. God, yeah, that would actually be terrifying. Like that yeah. thing's like that thing's a giant grenade, like nearly this, the, as big as his head. Yup. John, combine Ghost Dad poster with. Okay, you have a cool idea for something to do with your Ghost Dad poster, but it looks like you drew shit all over that one too without realizing it. Lousy, stupid, goddamn subconscious. Anyway, you think you have an idea for how to clean it up? John, capture log slash punch Heath Ledger Joker figurine. If you could somehow subtract the code of the Joker figurine from the code of the poster, it might work. Luckily, the Joker code only has two holes, making the task very simple. The defaced Cosby poster shares those holes. You determine that the defaced Cosby poster can only result from the double punching with the Joker if your theory is correct. This means the original Cosby poster had one of those holes punched or the other or neither, making three total possibilities. You try out all three possible codes, yielding one potted plant, one painting of a horse attacking a football player, <laughs> and one clean Cosby poster. Success. Fuck, that painting's good. It's very good. <laughs> what the I think, fucking... I think, if I remember right, that is a painting Andrew Hussey owns. Yeah. Because <laughs> the horse attacking a football player while there's a fucking castle island in the background. Yup. Fuck, that's good. John, combine Cosby poster with computer. You, you make the Cosby top computer. This thing's probably a useless piece of shit, but making his Cosby feel an alarming sense of satisfaction. Man, this thing really is dated at this point with everything that's it's happened. It's very dated. Like, yeah. Like, bad language aside in this comic, oh boy. Oh boy. This is one that stings a little bit more. Yeah, because this is actually like a, like... Word usage is something else, because, you know, people just needed to fucking evolve and, like, just learn how to expand that lexicon and not use offensive words. This is yeah. a case of, oh, like, no one could have actually predicted, like, a real-world event like this happening, and whoops, like, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, John, combine Dad's Hat and Problems with Game. You make another ordinary fedora with four pieces of candy corn inside. Oh, candy corn, huh, interesting. What? Oh, nothing. Uh, John, combine hammer and problems with game. Okay. Uh... Whatever this item is, you cannot make it yet. It requires a ludicrous amount of grist, some types of which are not even encountered. <laughs> Man, that's that's some real, like, endgame bullshit right there. It would be 30,000 grist, 90,000 of something we don't know, 6,000 mercury, 180,000 of something we don't know, and one of something else. Damn. It's ultimate weapon. 
you swing around spade slick. <laughs> he, no, he just becomes either your persona slash stand. God. John, <laughs> just hear me out. John, John's Bizarre Adventure. No. <laughs> John, combine iron and pogo hammer. You make the wrinkle fucker. Oh my god, yes. It's a hammer made of irons with the pogo hammer on it. That's so good because it's like one of those old-fashioned like hammers with like the iron beat one one iron being the flat side to bludgeon with and the other iron on rotated around to fucking stab people with the sharp end. Yep. I think we're going to get some shit done. Hell yes. Uh next. Um, so much sweet loot. And you'd think it was simultaneously a birthday and Christmas or something. Of course, you know that's ridiculous and never conceivably happen. Also, just, like, look at all this bullshit. Yeah. God. Uh, uh, for the record, that update was posted on uh, December 23rd, 09. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yep. Uh, Dave, strife. We get a flash. Zooming through uh, where Dave is, final round, there's meteors falling everywhere. And a bunch of crows. A lot of crows. Strife. Dave has his sword. Fucking brother katana battle. Oh, fuck you, little yep. cow. And little cow. Ugh. Dave's running. Bro's running. And Cow is falling? Uh, and they go to Clash, and the record breaks. <laughs> Dave's cheap piece of shit sword breaks in half. <gasps> the record on his shirt is cut in half now. Huh. And he goes sliding. And he's on the ground. The copies of the beta fly, uh, fall down on him, and Bro flies off on a skateboard? With jetpacks on it. Fucking... This asshole. Uh, but Little Cal got sliced into pieces. Good. Finally. It's over. Our long national nightmare is over. God fucking this asshole. Some Someone has either drawn or animated that in a slick, fucking cool-ass anime style. I bet. Oh, I bet. I was doing it in my head. <laughs> Yeah. Just some fucking Utena-style sword combat shit. Fuck yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, next. And you want me to take Dave? Yeah, in this case, I guess, sure. Turn tech godhead began pestering ectobiologist. Bro just kicked my ass. <laughs> it's, it's such a... Like, Dave thing to do, like, I just got... Like... In a sword fight with my brother on a rooftop as meteors are falling all around us, I'm just going to text my friend to let them know. Yep. Because that's what we do with each other. Like, yep. <laughs> just go to line like, hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> it just it, In our case, more like just like, Molly, there's a really cute boy here. What? How do I do? What? <laughs> what do I do? What do? <laughs> what do? How? Huh? <laughs> Or just making fun of each other for being, like, or just calling each other, like, sis as a joke. Yep. Next. That's really all there is to say on the matter. <laughs> he just looks so unimpressed with himself. 
He's just laying on the ground texting his friend. On his... <laughs> he's the only one with an iPhone as well, let's note. Like... Oh, yeah, he specifically has an iPhone because he's a cool kid. Yeah, he's a cool kid, yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, Jade, pester John. Uh, do you want to take five real quick? Sure. Or actually, we should get through this page. Yeah, we'll go this page and we'll take five. Easy. Uh, so we load up and we see the moon. We get some music. Um, we're going to wait for the flash to play before we go to the pester log. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, so they said that the eclipse was about to happen. So Jade goes back and we see Jade's first message to John that she starts typing. Huh. And the moon starts going towards Skya, and Jade's tower is in Skya now. And it's floating next to the clouds. And we zoom up into the tower... It's a neat flash, but not a lot happens right away. Right, yeah, no, no, there's a but, lot of lead-up. Oh, yeah. the clouds are changing. Huh. And there's images of John in the clouds when he had the Harlequin sprite. And Jade asks John if he got the package, and we can see that it was actually Robot Jade typing to John. Oh. And the cloud passes in front of uh, the tower, and it looks like Jade's house and we see John's house up on the spire in another cloud. And we see Rose's house on fire, and we see the wasteland, and we see Dave's sky and his apartment building, and the volcano, and John. And the background is fading, and we see a meteor coming out of a portal. Huh. Coming down, striking near the volcano... And that's when Jade is asking what happened out there. As you may recall. Yeah. And Beck is coming out of the lava. Huh. And Jade's floating out to investigate. And she sees something in the lava as her dream self, but Beck is blocking her. And Jadebot's trying to go to the temple, but Beck is blocking her. And that's when she says Beck didn't want her to go near it, so she came home. And now John is missing from his bed in in Prospect, and he's floating. And Jade sees him across the way. And John opens his eyes, and he sees the cake and gushers... And he sees Jade in the background, but only as a shadow, like in the wake up flash. And that's where they sync up. Okay. So, uh, all the conversations here... Uh, I believe are old because you get links back to the pages they occurred on. Yeah. But it just kind of helps you put the timeline together. Right, yeah, no. So I don't think we need to reread them. No, no, no. But like. 
Okay, so... That's weird because Dream Self Jade, for a brief little moment, was not on Prospect except for her tower, and was in the Wasteland, and... Well, you know how the clouds kind of change things around the tower? Right, yeah, yeah. I think that's more what it was. Right, yeah, gotcha. So basically, another reality or timeline was overlapped with her current one in the dream in Prospect. Yeah, she got to see something that had been happening or will happen. Right, and... So we saw the media impact. Yes. Which then... Okay, did Beck come for the media, or was that just a coincidence? Like, did Beck just appear there? Well, before we had seen Beck hanging out in the water, so it could just be, like, he was hanging out near the water and he popped his head out of the water, because yeah. he was very close to it last time we saw him. Yeah, and also, so, Be- Beck honestly has the ability to fucking transport himself through different worlds and shit, so, yeah, like... Beck t- can teleport, so God, who fucking knows, Who right? fucking knows? But either way, when Prosper Jade wanted to see what it was... Beck didn't want to see it, and it looked like basically a glowing white rock. It looked like a sprite, kind of. Kind of. And then we also saw... Like an unprototyped sprite. Yeah, yeah. And then we saw, in parallel with that, that place in the real world, ostensibly, is the temple. Yes. And either way, Beck still didn't want RoboJade to even go in there. Right, exactly. And then, so John was floating in Prospect despite still being asleep there for a bit before he woke up. Well, remember when Jade was telling him that he needs to wake up? Yeah. Maybe it was more literal than he thought. Right, yeah. But we still don't know what is the case with Prospect John at the moment because... The second he woke up in Prospect and saw, like, Jade as a shadow, he woke up in his own reality. Back yes. in the void. So who knows what happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. <sighs> mm-hmm. Next. <laughs> 